Your mindset is the framework which you put into place in order to implement strategies for success and for navigating the choppy winds of a changing life. In small business, a positive mindset has a direct correlation to productivity, clarity of purpose, and direction. For Kyle Gillette, helping small businesses succeed is his sweet spot. As a mindset coach, he specializes in helping clients understand how their thoughts and behaviors affect their lives and business. Gillette does indeed understand what it takes for someone's mindset to be shaped in the right direction and for it to change. He's the creator of the Sage Mindset Leadership Framework, which helps people gain clarity, build confidence, and increase their clientele. He joined me this week to discuss everything you need to know to have a positive mind frame and mindset in business. I'm Kevin McShan. Let's have this conversation. Welcome here to the program, and I'm excited to talk to you uh, this afternoon all about mindset. Great to be with you this afternoon, and thanks so very much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, Kyle, you tell me that our mindsets are affected by uh, the way uh, we want to live our lives. So I'm wondering if you can tell me all about your work and helping people get into the right mindset there, buddy. Sure, yeah. Um... Back in 2005, 2006, I joined a men's mentoring program as a, as a leader there. And a lot of the guys came in with rough backgrounds, some sort of a history with uh, a broken family, drugs, alcohol, that kind of stuff that, that made their lives really, really challenging, far more challenging than they, they needed to be. And so much of what we did there was we, we loved on the guys. We introduced them to God. We helped them develop programs, and, or not programs, but plans. Uh, but the real key was they had to shift mindsets in their lives, shift from thinking that the way that they were raised or the, the way that their life was now was always going to be. And so over time, we helped them do that through conversations, through introducing them to things, through questions, through helping them develop plans. And long story short, after I finished up that program, I was in it for about eight years in various roles. I wanted to take the learning and the experiences that I had there and apply it to the business world because of the multiplication effect of helping business leaders with their mindsets. I know that that impacts the people that they lead and that trickles down into families, that trickles down into people's lives in really powerful ways. So that that's kind of the root 
of of what happened and why I'm still doing this work today. Fantastic, and I'm also curious to get your your uh, perspective on what makes effective leaders, in your opinion. Yeah, I think the definition that I have is all great leaders are called sage leaders, and it's the idea that they have a foundation of deep self-awareness, uh, awareness of themselves, awareness of how their interactions with others are impacting those around them. They have uncommon accountability. And what I mean by that is they're very purposeful about creating accountability in their life and their business so that if they say they're going to do something, they do it. If they have a big plan that they pull it off because they have great support system around them, they have a growth mindset, which is the idea that uh, if they're good at something, that they go after it and they get better and better at it. And if they're not that great at something, then they manage those weaknesses and pass it on to those that are good at it because that helps them grow. And then lastly is empowerment, which is the idea that all, all great leaders empower their people to do and achieve amazing things uh, through encouragement, through giving them the resources that they need, uh, and through just being kind to them. Developing a habit of kindness towards their people really empowers other people to achieve amazing things. So to me, Sage is that great leader. And you said the Sage mindset also helps people uh, gain uh, further clarity. So I'm wondering if you could tell me all about that. Yeah, I think when you start to highlight and, and keep in mind self-awareness and develop really powerful accountability, those those two things together can achieve amazing things. Uh, some of the tools that, that I have people deploy are these weekly reviews of what's going on with your life, these weekly reviews of what's going on in your business, uh, asking yourself some key questions. Where am I? Where do I want to go? How do I get there? What are the things I need to do more of, less of, those types of things? And then when you surround yourself with what I call a personal board of advisors. So this is a group of five, six people that are, um, they're, they could be peers, they could be mentors, they could be a coach, but it's just this group of high quality people. And they, the point of that group is that you can go to them consistently to help you move forward in your life, move forward in your business in powerful ways. So when you, those two pieces of the, of the SAGE framework are really key. Yeah, absolutely. And I know uh, that you help uh, small businesses sort of take their uh, business from good to great. And I'm, I'm curious to ask you about uh, business diversification after the pandemic and how we make sure that uh, small business uh, continues to be uh, vibrant as we sort of go through this COVID recovery. What I've found, one of the, some of the work that I do is I help people hire the right candidates into roles. And I found that a, a, a big piece is that, that integrity, that follow through, that awareness and, and hiring high quality, high character people. If you hire high character people that fit into your culture, then you're going to be able to create a much more vibrant organization. And, and for a lot of small businesses, because they had to lay off a lot of people due to the, to the pandemic, now they have an opportunity to build up their team again and unfortunately unfortunately they had to lay people off but it is an opportunity to build up your team in a way that you hire high quality high character people and as a result you create a a, a much more successful business a much a much more easy to run business uh, but finding those people i'm discovering is is pretty challenging 
And so there's there's some formulas to figure it out, but it is very challenging to do that. But I think that's that's the fundamental key is are you are you bringing in people that uh, fit your culture and have that kind of character that will move your business forward for years to come? Yeah, absolutely. And Kyle, I didn't know, I don't know if you know this, but October also marks uh, National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And, you know, I was uh, born with uh, cerebral palsy. And one of my passions in life is making sure uh, that folks with disabilities have a chance to live a full societal life and be a full uh, participant in society. So I'm Curious to get your perspective on the importance of hiring people with disabilities and the significance of this month as well. You know, I have a mentor. His his daughter has, um, I think it's MS. I think I can't exactly remember the disease, but she's she's in a wheelchair and uh, is very very limited movement wise. But they never let that prevent her from doing what is what is reasonable to do considering her limitations and what that means for her is she's a full-time insurance agent she's married and she has a child uh she's in her early 30s and i think that from my perspective a lot of it is mindset again is people people are born and they have some sort of a disability uh, or they they it happens through life and then other people put on them limitations. People put limitations on you, Kevin, or they put limitations on on uh, this young lady I'm talking about. But when we have people that don't allow those limitations to stick, and you have people that have a mindset that says, no, 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 just because this person looks this way, talks this way, acts this way, does not mean that they're, they have to be limited to the definition of the way other people see them. And so I, I think, again, it comes back to the mindset of the employer, comes back to the mindset of the people around the person, because when you, when you leverage the right mindsets, it empowers people to, again, a, a, do and achieve really amazing things. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing that, Kyle. And I'm also uh, curious to get your own definition of how you define uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion for everyone and how we uh, formulate more uh, diverse workplaces. Yeah, I think, I think diversity is, is about character again. It's about finding, finding people that have different strengths, different abilities, different angles that they look at the world. And sometimes that's related to uh, ethnic background. Sometimes it's not. But regardless, it's it's bringing in people that have a different angle on the world, different perspective that can help serve the business that that you run and the customers that you are working with. So that's one of the uh, key pieces there. I think inclusion. One of the one of my favorite things that we're doing in my family is we're sending my kids to a full immersion Spanish program, and so they're they're learning Spanish in school and, and no English really until they get to fifth grade. So everything that they're taught from, from math to science to uh, history, all those things are taught in Spanish. And I, I believe that in this country, one of the big problems we have is was we only learn English here. But if you introduce other languages to people, this opens them up to other cultures and other perspectives. And you know you can get them into other countries and they get other perspectives and allows them to see uh, people from a way better perspective 
especially if you understand their language. So for me, I think that's another big piece is to include people that speak multiple languages in your business. Because one, obviously, that's very beneficial to your business. But two, it creates it brings a whole nother cultural angle and perspective on things that I believe is really powerful. And um, it's just it's wonderful to hear my kids speaking in Spanish and they have the influence of, of that culture on, on our family and, and our lives. And I want to bring that eventually into my own business as well. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, diversification of perspective can help in all aspects of life, right? Yeah, totally. And and I think that that's the the big piece of that's the foundational piece of Sage is that self awareness. Because if you're aware of how you're interpreting the way that that someone else is coming to you, or the way that that um, you're projecting towards them. Then, then you can make adjustments that are far more appropriate for that interaction. But if you don't have that self-awareness, which a lot of people, the stats show that it's only about 85% of the people out there that claim they have self-awareness or 85% of the people out there claim they have self-awareness, but only about 15, 10 to 15% actually do. So it is a very weak point in leadership and in business. And so for those that do actually grab a hold of this self-awareness, it's a lot easier for them to have way better and way more appropriate interactions with people that don't think the same politically, spiritually, emotionally, whatever, uh, in comparison to them. And that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just very quickly, I'm wondering if we can dive into uh, self-awareness a little bit more in terms of building a powerful self-awareness, both in life and in business, because I know that you have some uh, thoughts on how we can do that individually and collectively as well. Yeah, uh, 100%. There's two things that I want to share with your audience that, that they can apply immediately that will help them immediately. And some of them may do it to a certain degree already, and some of them may be excellent at this. So just let it serve as a reminder if you already do some of these things. But uh, I, I love to talk about something that I call the magic of transitions. And th this is a really powerful approach to your day. And, and what it looks like is after Kevin and I are done talking, we're, you and I are going to end this interview and we're going to transition into something else. Uh, I may transition and get up and get a drink of water. I may transition to checking emails. You may transition into saving this, saving the audio for this, whatever. We're going to do, we're going to stop doing this task and transition to another one. Most of the time, the ideal transition is when you stand up and you go and you move somewhere, you're walking somewhere. In those moments, when we transition from sitting or doing one thing to moving to another space, there's two things you can do. Well, there's really three things. You can stay busy and, and keep your mind running and, and be really busy. Or you can do two other things. You can be quiet and very introspective and reflective. What happened in that situation? You know, how do I feel about my conversation with you, Kevin? Uh, what was that experience? What did I learn from it? And do some very reflective thinking and ask myself a few questions about what happened. The second option is to just be quiet and listen. And when I say be quiet, I mean quiet your mind, quiet your body, quiet yourself so that you can hear whatever it is that in my, in my world, whatever it is that God has to say to me or whatever it is that other people, other situations are telling me. And I just listen to that and absorb that. When we do this a few times a day, four, five, six times a day, it creates this really powerful insights about ourselves as we reflect on the emotions as we reflect on the experiences we had with other people. And it also allows the rest of the world to speak to us and that we can actually listen 
to what they're telling us. Um, and that, that really develops insight and self-awareness that we can't get if we don't leverage the magic of transitions. Yeah, absolutely. And Kyle, you also tell me that you help people create extreme accountability so that they can achieve their goals and dreams. So I'm wondering if we can dive into that uh, this afternoon as well. Yeah, for sure. There's some research done by, I probably get the acronym wrong, but I think it's the ASTH, something like that. It's a um, human resources organization. And they talked about the likelihood of accomplishing a goal. And there's this really amazing formula. And it's what I use with my clients. Uh, it's also in, in the book that I'm writing. But the, the formula is a lot of people have goals. Kevin, I imagine you have a ton of goals. And, and it seems as though you're someone that achieves a lot of your goals, which is, which is wonderful. And especially what I read about you and what I've, what I've seen about you. So you set a goal in your mind. You say, okay, this is the goal I want to achieve. The likelihood of, of achieving that goal when all you do is think of it as 10%. So it's very, very slim. But when you decide that you're going to go after the goal, it bumps it to 25%. And then when you do you set a due date on that goal, it bumps it to 40%. When you set it, when you do all those things, you decide you're going to do it, you set a due date and you make a plan, it bumps it to 50%. The next step is the key though, because anybody can set a goal, decide to do it and make a plan. And it's not too tough to do that. This next, these next two steps are what really sets apart other people, you know, sets apart those that have uncommon accountability. And that is you tell as many people as you can about the goal you want to achieve. So I'm in the, like I said earlier, I'm in the middle of writing a book. So I'm telling all your audience that I'm going to write a book and I've already finished the first draft. So now they know that I've written a first draft. So now I'm held accountable by them passively to achieve this goal. When you just tell people your story, the story of what you want to try to achieve, it bumps the likelihood of success to 65%. When you get to this next level, which is a lot harder to do, but when you get to this next level, you need to engage people on a weekly basis about the things that you're trying to achieve. It's, it's this weekly accountability conversation. And I do two of them. Every other Tuesday, I meet with a friend of mine and we meet and discuss kind of life achievement, life goals, life things that we want to talk about and achieve. And we engage back and forth on what we're trying to do. That bumps up my likelihood of achieving the things that we talk about to 95%. And I do this with somebody else in the business world too. And that bumps up the likelihood of achievement to 95% as well. You have to put them all together. But when you do that, it's, it's truly, it, it, it works, <laughs> period. And this is, this is what I provide to my clients. And it's, it seems like such a simple formula. And it is, but it's hard work. Because putting in that weekly accountability, telling as many people as you can, writing up the plan, all that work creates, you know, it creates the success, but it takes time and it takes effort to pull it off. Yeah, you have to hold your own self accountable. Uh, so that, that way you have your own bottle reach before you uh, can take any uh, outside noise, right? That's the way it's supposed to work, so. Yep. It's a, it's an integrity mindset. It's, it's the idea that if, if I say I'm going to do something, then I do it. it. There's a cultic wisdom book called the four agreements. And in there, I, I love this. It says uh, to be impeccable with your word. And it also, that's scriptural too, where it says, let your yes be yes, your no be no. And when we do that, uh, you achieve things. I, I have a buddy that's a uh, marketer and, and um, he asked me, he said, well, 
how do you achieve your goals? And I'm like, I don't know, you tell me. And he says, by following through on your word. <laughs> it's that simple. It really is that simple. And a lot of people get distracted and they don't fall through. And it's, and it's not a, a character attack that they don't fall through. It's that we get so distracted by, by these other things going on in our, in our lives and in our businesses. And then we don't fall through on this thing that we probably really should pursue. And then the world misses out on that goal. So for those that are listening, I guarantee your listeners have a bunch of goals they want to achieve, but they probably faded on them because they got distracted. And I want to encourage listeners to, to follow through, <laughs> go for it, do it and use that formula that I share. Tell people, create that weekly accountability. Yeah, absolutely. That way you you have an accountability partner, right? Give yourself accountable and give others a, a reason to be invested in your own process, right? Exactly. And you always return it. You know, I meet with, with Jaron and I, and I meet with Larry, but I return that accountability to, to them too. I'm finding out what's going on with them and supporting what their mission, their, their things they're trying to achieve. And Kyle, I know part of your mission is hosting the Sage Podcast, where you also drop these nuggets of information and wisdom on your listeners as well. So I'm wondering if you can tell me all about the podcast, buddy. Yeah, for sure. So two things I do on that podcast. Uh, one, I interview business professionals and, and sage, what I call sage leaders, people that come in and they have a lot of experience in life and in business. And they, they exemplify those attributes of self-awareness, accountability, growth, and empowerment. And they share what they've learned in their lives, what they've experienced, stories, um, things that are really helpful and that stick for my listeners. So the first half of, of interviews is all about that, their story, what, what it is that they're doing, those types of things. And the second half, I actually coach my interviewees. We have a coaching conversation. It's raw. It's off the cuff. Um, we'll talk about confidence. We'll talk about sales. We'll talk about mindset, uh, whatever, whatever topic they bring to the table. And so my listeners get a glimpse of the mindsets and habits of this leader, but they also get a glimpse of the, the, um, thinking of this leader. They get inside the mind of them. And I think that those, those two together are really powerful and it provides opportunities for the listeners to, to learn a lot from my guests. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, if you have ever need a guest, I'm only one email away, buddy. Yes, sir. Because, so, you know, I always like to return the favor. So I'm also curious for you, Kyle, I see a, a guitar in the background there, buddy. So I'm curious, outside of your work, what do you like to do, do for fun? Are you musically inclined or what do you like to do away from the office there, buddy? Yeah, for sure. So uh, I pick up the car, the guitar, excuse me, periodically and play it a little bit. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a guitarist. That's for sure. I can probably strum 12 chords or so and put together a couple songs. Uh, but for the most part, I'm outdoor, you know, activities that are outdoor, such as uh, hiking and, and um, any sport for that matter, any sport that people are willing to play, I'm, I'm down to play. So that those are some of my activities. Uh, I've got a I've got a um, trip planned to climb Mount Shasta coming up here in, in May or June of next year. So I'm getting in shape for that thing because it's a 14,000 foot mountain and we're going to get to the top. So there's not going to be too much air up there. <laughs> so I need to be in as best shape as possible for that. 
another a fun thing that that we my wife and I do is we we recently bought a ping pong table and so after the girls go to bed we just play table tennis in our garage and that's a ton of fun uh, but we've got a little tiny tiny bit of property so we're I'm chopping wood and building stuff outside doing that kind of thing so keep it pretty low key but love the outdoors Oh, fantastic. You know, it takes all different types of people to make the world go around, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, and my final question for you, Kyle, is I'm wondering if you've given any thought to how you want your personal or, or professional legacy to be defined everybody. Yeah, I, I have for sure. And I feel like I recently got that defined and, and I think there's extreme value in having a clear purpose statement, vision statement, mission statement, whatever people want to call it. And recently I've, I've realized that my, my goal is to help thousands of people shift their habits and mindsets to, to clear those out, to reset them so that they can achieve much more in life. And hopefully also for God to be able to touch their lives. Cause I think we're so distracted by our mindsets and our habits that the impact that we can ultimately have, the legacy that we can ultimately have isn't happening for a lot of people because we're just so busy. You know, business and busyness are spelled very similarly. And a lot of people put the Y in there when they spell business. And I, and I believe that we need to remove that Y and create a clearer purpose for everyone. And to get there, you have to have the right habits and mindsets in place. So that's my goal is to just admit thousands of people as possible to, to achieve those things. Hey, fantastic. And tell me finally, Kyle, if people want to uh, get connected with your body, what's the best way they can accomplish that goal? Yeah, two ways. Go to GilletteSolutions.com. That's my last name, GilletteSolutions.com. And you can learn more about me there. And then also visit the Sage Mindset podcast to learn more about what I'm doing and listen to the guests on my show. So you, you can find Sage Mindset podcast on you know, any of the channels. So just look it up and you'll, you'll find it there. Fantastic. Well, Kyle, I really want to uh, thank you for st st starting part of your week with me and sharing uh, your story individually and how you help people uh, create and develop the right mindset. Your time, energy, and efforts on my behalf are most appreciated, and I want to thank you for being here this afternoon, Bonnie. Awesome. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it.